Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for showing up again for Mindfulness in Minutes. It is, if you listen to my last episode, you should know that I'm recording these on Saturday instead of the usual Tuesday because I was slacking. I've been slacking all week, actually. It's just like, it's been, it's been a hot mess to say the least. But as I was planning this out, my note for today's episode is just book. <laughs> like, I just, I don't know why I didn't write a specific book. I just wrote book. And I think that's because I was expecting to have been reading more and getting that stuff out of the way. But I haven't been doing that. So that's great. That's fun. I was um, listening to a podcast the other day. It might have been Ed Milet, I think, that I was listening to. And he actually had a guest on who I've read his book before, James Clear. He's the author of Atomic Habits. I read that probably six months ago, and it was a great book. And so it kind of did give me a refresh. And this week has been a lot of habit habit talk. And so I figured I would pop on and we could talk about some learnings that I have or some stuff that resonated with me, A, from reading it, and B, from the gentle oh my god sorry (laughs) the gentle reminder that the podcast gave me because yeah we've been talking a lot about reevaluating your habits seeing if they align with your goals and you know when to keep and quit certain habits but we haven't been talking about building habits and so this book is all about building habits that set you up for a successful life So James has a few staples in building habits. Um, He likes to sandwich. When you're trying to build a new habit, you have existing habits. Everyone has them. So one of the things that he suggests is sandwiching a new habit that you're trying to build in between existing habits. So say, I mean, an easy example would be like you're trying to make your bed. And so you could... If your routine is you wake up, you drink water, you brush your teeth or something, or brush your teeth, drink water, or whatever. Sandwich making your bed in between those two habits because you already have that built in. And so sandwich that bad boy in between there. And eventually, after long enough, it does become a habit that you'll have. You won't have to sandwich it anymore. It'll just be part of it. Um, So there's that. And then he also, in order to build a habit, because it's, it's really hard, especially healthy ones that although they're good for you, they're not, they're uncomfortable. They're not as fun, say, as something else like watching Netflix or eating junk food or whatever it may be. And so he has some ideas where you have to make the habit attractive. You have to crave it. So you have to make it attractive or crave it. You have to make it easy. I'm not saying this in the exact way that he says it, but I'm giving you the gist. Um, But you have to make it like easy, attractive. Uh, There has to be some sort of reward involved that again is going to make it attractive. And I think that's most of it. I'm going to do a quick Google for habit pillars. That way I know that I'm not missing something because it is. Okay. 
So number one, make it obvious. Number two, make it attractive. Number three, make it easy. And number four, make it satisfying. So that's basically what I said, right? But making it obvious is is things like if you're trying to work out, you need a, a cue. So that could be something like putting your workout clothes out the night before or putting your runners by the door or, you know, something like that. That's that's a, a obvious cue. It's obvious in your state. It could be setting an iPhone reminder that's going to buzz at seven o'clock or whatever, telling you to drink water or text your grandma or whatever habit you're trying to build. So you make it obvious. You you give yourself a very obvious stimuli, usually visual, that is going to instantly remind you of that habit. So say maybe you get up and the habit that you're trying to build is making your bed. Stick with that example. The minute you get up, you throw like your pillows on the floor or something. Because if it's on your bed and it's contained, that's like kind of easy to just leave it if you're not already in the habit of making your bed. But if you go and brush your teeth and trying to sandwich it between teeth brushing and drinking water, like go brush your teeth, you walk back into your room, there's pillows on the fucking floor. You're going to be like, all right, guess I got to deal with this. And it's an obvious stimuli. Making it attractive um, is, I guess, I don't even remember what make it attractive is, but you have to, I guess, want to crave it, but making it satisfying. I don't get the difference between those two. I probably should have done more, to be honest, more research before starting this. But again, I just wrote book. So so we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants right now. Um, but yeah, I guess they all kind of link together. Like make it attractive is making it something that you want to do. You should crave it. And so certain like you know when you go to the gym you get good endorphins you kind of crave that but maybe you also by making it trying in in effort to make it attractive maybe you allow yourself to do something that you don't normally do at the gym like maybe you walk on the treadmill and watch Netflix at the same time and normally you don't allow yourself to watch Netflix then you begin to crave this activity Or maybe you listen to your favorite music while doing it and train yourself that otherwise you're not listening to your like favorite song so that when you're craving it, you're able to go and do that. Or, you know, maybe it's with a friend, you have an accountability partner and there's an attraction there because you crave social companionship, whatever it may be to make it attractive so that you then crave that, that habit that you're trying to do. Um, make it easy is again, like, I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory as well, but like literally make it easy. So for me personally, I know that if the gym is too far, I simply will not go. And so in that essence, for me, making my habits easy are like, I don't care how much a gym costs because if it takes me 20 minutes to get there, I am not going to go. Whereas if I pick the more expensive 10-minute walk gym, I'm able to justify that. It's easier. It's significantly easier. And with stuff like trying to eat healthy, he suggests 
again, just don't keep the hard stuff in the house. Get the get the alcohol out, get the chips out, whatever you may be trying to avoid. If it's not in the house, it's substantially harder, more difficult to when you're craving it, walk out to a grocery store, buy it, and come back home. Whereas if it's sitting in your cupboards, it's easy to just crack it open. So you want to make it easy to do the healthy thing or the habit that you're trying to build. Again, if we're using this like throw the pillows on the floor example, it's like it's going to get in your way. If you leave those pillows down there, you're going to be like stepping over them all day. It's going to get really annoying. It's easier at that point to make your bed. And then number four say it says to make it satisfying. So again, that could be sandwiching another reward um, after you do the thing that you're trying to build. So if you're using accountability buddy and you both do your task, or maybe um, maybe the thing that you're trying to do, maybe I'm sticking with working out because that's like one of the habits that I'm I'm always kind of struggling with building. But once I have it in check, it feels so good. But if you're with an accountability buddy or maybe your gym's close to your friend's house, in that case, to make it satisfying, maybe afterwards you go out for a coffee with them or you do something that like celebrates the fact that you did it, like make it attractive. Okay, cool. Now I, or make it satisfying. So Working out is kind of a tough example because you get endorphins from it automatically. So yeah, those are, this has been, again, a makeshift week. But again, for habit building, like there needs to be, those are the steps. And like an example is that like, I guess when you're doing good habits, you don't necessarily need to follow all of the steps, like making it satisfying. If the habit's good, it should create some of those feelings in itself. So for example, when I batch all this podcast content, then I get this huge rush of like crushing after I finish of crushing a week's worth of podcast content out of the park. And this is something where it's taking me, you know, eight to 12 minutes basically to record it plus a few minutes to upload it and schedule it and do all the like administrative work. And so it's not something that I can even like do shortcuts with because I'm physically sitting here and recording episodes, but there is such a good burst of happy chemicals when I complete it. And when I can cross off a week's worth of podcast content off of my to-do list early in the week, it feels incredible. And so with healthy habits that you're trying to build, I I often don't think that you need the satisfying aspect because like making your bed is going to be satisfying. You're keeping a clean house. It's like feels really good. Eating healthy is less quote unquote immediately satisfying, but maybe there's a way that you can fix that. But it is ultimately it's satisfying when I make the choice to eat healthy versus eating unhealthy or taking the easier route, I get a burst of like, wow, I'm so proud of you. You like, you made the right choice and it wasn't easy. Like, I'm so proud of you. So like something like that too is how you can make it satisfying and not counteract your progress. Cause I think a lot of us, 
when we think reward-based, we think like, oh, now I get to eat this treat or I get to watch that show or whatever it may be. So there are different ways like that to make it satisfying for yourself and your brain and your body to take that in and realize that. And so I know it was a little bit chaotic, but that is what I'm going to leave you with today. And I will see you next tomorrow, next tomorrow for another episode. And I sincerely hope you have the best day. Um, If you want to pick up the book, it was actually a really good read. I like whipped through it, but it's called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And I listened to it on Ed Milet's podcast if you want to get a little taste of it. And that is it for today. So I hope you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. And I will see you tomorrow.